to Denver Sports Tonight. Taking a look at the biggest stories in Denver sports. From your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. DenverSports.com. Good evening, Colorado and the Rocky Mountain Mile High region. What? Is up. It is Denver Sports tonight. It is a rainy Friday night. Everyone drive safe out there. A bunch of crazies on the road. Um, why weren't you in on Trey Lance? Now, I do know some things about Trey Lance behind the scenes. Nothing salacious. Just like his arm fatigue when he was a rookie. Um, but it's very interesting. Like you, would, Jared Stidham's not good, everybody. Okay? Like, he's He's all right. And I don't want to be mean, and I don't want to get personal, and I certainly don't want to get in trouble. Like, he's, listen, uh, Jared Stidham is, he's working on average. <laughs> like, you know, when people ask me, how's my day, what do I say, KJ? The day's still punching. Exactly. Yeah, day's still punching on Jared Stidham. He's here, man. He's like me, right? He's, a show, he's showing up, going to work, lunch pail. Uh, you know, Jared Stidham's trying, man. He's trying. We're all trying. I give him credit. Trey Lance is just better. And Trey Lance is a more advanced passer. Now, there's a misconception about Trey Lance, and and I wanted to straighten that out for everybody on this show tonight. Talking about Trey Lance traded to the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry gets another one, and uh, he gets him for a mid-round pick, fourth-round pick. So away we go. We will see what he does, you know, with a fresh start. He needed a fresh start. But th- there's some misconceptions here. And one, the Broncos should have been in on this. We don't know yet if they were. I imagine they were at San Francisco. They're very close to the 49ers. And since I was digging on the Jonathan Taylor thing, which is so funny because I had reported and you heard it on the fan, first on the fan, by the way, and no one did first by at Cecil Lammy. I want everyone to be alerted to that, right? Because you can't say it. The Broncos will cut some fifth-string uh, long snapper, and everyone who tweets about it will be like, first by Mike Kliss. And I'm like, uh, baby, baby, come on. <laughs> and, and I'm kidding because I don't care about any of that. I talk to why I talk to. I talk to not agents. Somebody on Twitter today was like, this sounds like an agent. No, 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 no. I'll tell you who talks to agents, and it ain't me. Okay, so I'm digging on the Jonathan Taylor stuff. I wasn't really digging on the Trey Lance stuff because I know enough. I know enough of the guys in in San Francisco. I know the the behind-the-scenes guys, like, um, you know, very close to that team. Actually, pretty close to uh, Dallas as well. But um, I'm going to get to why, you know, my frustrations with the Broncos maybe not pulling this deal off. But that's for a little bit later. Let me me get to this. And I'm uh, chasing the Jonathan Taylor stuff this week. I report it. Uh, you know, uh, there's other reports out there. Let me just say that, which one I don't care about. Like people are going to talk to different people. I know who I talk to is incredibly trustworthy because of multiple sources um, and not agents. We're talking about executives. We're talking about people who work for the team um, and not the Broncos. OK, I'm going to make that very clear. But it's around the league. You can assemble where these things are going. So I report that other people report different things. And then Ian Rappaport comes out and says, Hey, the Broncos are interested in Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Thanks. Anyway, so I'm digging on that this week, right? Here we go. Climbing up. Manitou incline, right? A great time. Tuesday, a fantastic time. Amazing. And the Trey Lance thing, it comes around. You know, like, hey, here we go. 
But here's the thing. Kyle never wanted Trey Lance. The 49ers, and again, I am I am talking to the highest possible levels of sources that you possibly can talk to, okay? These are executives. These aren't because listen, Road Scouts love to gossip, and I love a good gossip session. Don't get me wrong. Do you know why I go to the Shrine Bowl? KJ, do you know why I haven't missed a Shrine game and a Senior Bowl in t- almost 20 years? Do you know why? It's the stuff that you hear that people don't know that is the most important information. It's the information. It's sitting down with Brock Purdy like I did at the Shrine Bowl. You know what he told me? I'm not going to play football. This is it. He thought that. He thought that, like, you know, maybe he gets a camp shot or whatever. So I give Brock Purdy a ton of credit. But here's the thing. Kyle didn't want Trey. Kyle wanted Mac Jones. But before that, as I reported, as we saw on Pat McAfee's show, when he put my tweet on the screen, he called me a nice guy. But there was, I I think it was Dove Kleeman. I don't want to throw the guy under the bus. One, because nobody's ever seen him. And two, like, like, I, I don't care. I honestly, I truly do not care. But I had reported. Hey, and from the greatest sources, by the way, the 49ers were going to trade a first-round pick for Sam Darnold to the Jets. The Jets were waiting, and again, these are top-level sources, people. The Jets were waiting for Zach Wilson's pro day, so they didn't want to trade Sam Darnold yet till they saw Wilson, made sure his shoulder was okay, and then they were going to take Wilson number two overall. We know that Trevor Lawrence was going to go number one overall because he's the truth, and I love, one, I love Doug Peterson, and two, I mean, I, I, I appreciate Doug Peterson so much. He's amazing. And it's, it's great to see his work with Trevor Lawrence. Just wash away that season with Bourbon Urban. But anyway, what was I saying? Point is this. The 49ers wanted Sam Donald. They were prepared to trade their first rounder for Sam Donald. And then the one guy, I think it was Doug Kleeman, I'm not sure. But somebody denied it. And then Pat McAfee talked about her on his show. And he put my tweet on the screen. Pat, just give me a call, baby. Like, uh, you have my number, like, just call me, and I'll jump on, and I'll tell you what I know. And what I know is the 49ers wanted Sam Darnold that year. Couldn't get him. Jets waited. 49ers said, screw you guys, I'm going home. They didn't say that, but they said, hey, we're going to move up to three, and that became Trey Lance, but that was supposed to be Mac Jones. Kyle didn't want Trey, and this has nothing to do with Trey. Trey Lance is a good quarterback, okay? Um, Mike Evans, who I love. This is my sixth hour of radio today, so you're going to get slappy Cecil. Now, some of you may say, well, Cecil, you're always a slappy. (laughs) Okay, touche. But to that, Mike Evans this morning was saying, Trey Lance is the biggest bust in it. And no, he's not. No, he's not. Jamarcus Russell is. They gave him a blank videotape, everybody, and said, watch this film and tell us what you think. Okay? There will never, ever. Ever, 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 ever be a larger bust at quarterback than Jamarcus Russell. Trey Lance hasn't had an opportunity. Trey Lance is a good kid. Trey Lance is a smart kid. Trey Lance is not as as intentional as a runner as he needs to be. I have to be very careful when I say that. Because if I come out and say he's not athletic, people will be like, what are you saying? He tested this or No, no, no. Trey Lance is athletic, but he's not as intentional as a runner as he needs to be. He's not just in fields. Justin Fields is a freak. Justin Fields is Michael Vick with Josh Allen's body. Justin Fields is an absolute maniac, freak athlete. Great runner. Incredible runner. Jalen Hurts, not as good of a runner as Justin Fields, but he's pretty damn close. Jalen Hurts, incredible, intentional runner. The thing I love about Hurts is everything he does has a purpose. 
um, Josh Allen is a great runner, right? Cam Newton was a great runner early in his career. So we've seen great running quarterbacks that have great success. Trey Lance is not that. Trey Lance is like a Carson Wentz. Same school. But it's like he's he's that type of runner. Where it's like, yeah, it's okay. But he's more developed as a passer than people are giving him credit for. It was the arm fatigue as a rookie. And I don't know who it was. And, and God bless everyone that does anything ever in the history of ever. And I'm being sarcastic, but this is what I have to be so people don't get upset and, uh, you know, get all of them mad. Trey Lance had arm fatigue as a rookie. I know that for a fact 1,000%. That report was denied. I can't remember who denied it. Like, no, no, he totally didn't have arm He totally had arm fatigue. And they had him in practice, and he was banged up that year. He's been banged up way too much. What do you think opened the door for Brock Purdy? He opened the door for Brock Purdy because he got hurt. It's not that he can't run the system or he doesn't know Kyle. Kyle's language is incredibly complex. Okay, it's a Shanahan system. You know this, and you know this, man. It's a Shanahan system. It is incredibly complex. Trey Lance can run that offense. Trey Lance can read the field. Uh, watch quarterback school. I urge everyone out there, J.T. O'Sullivan, talk to him on these airwaves. All right here on this show. Well, at least in this time slot anyway. <laughs> um, J.T. O'Sullivan, former pro quarterback who actually played, you know, um, and played for quite a few years, mainly as a backup, but had some starting and, and just incredible YouTube channel. If you want to get smarter about football, take your eye off the ball by Pat Kerwin. Learn how to chart plays. Um, watch any sort of cut-up from Kurt Warner. Watch anything that Matt Waldman does. Y'all, y'all love Jaleel McLaughlin, right? Hey, Jaleel McLaughlin, he's the greatest ever. Matt Waldman was talking about him in January, all right? I started talking about him in May after the Broncos picked him up. I knew about him, but I wasn't talking about him the way Matt was, okay? So watch anything from Matt Waldman, and then watch J.T. O'Sullivan. Um, there's plenty of channels that try to cut up QB film, and... There's a lot of good stuff. There's also some inaccurate stuff. I think J.T. O'Sullivan is the best of that bunch, of that area of YouTube. And you can go down some YouTube wormholes, that's for sure. So there is, there's others who do film study. I think there's some good. I think there's some bad. Um, I think there's some misconceptions. Uh, we saw that when you know Drew Locke's film was chopped up. And he's, he's looking here. No, he was, he's not even seeing that, okay? I think Locke is more advanced today. Maybe I'll talk about that today. Maybe not. But J.T. O'Sullivan, in cutting up Trey Lance, you're going to see where that kid's, where his levels are at. Like, you you can tell he's going through progressions. He's getting it. And, again, I don't want to quote Anakin Skywalker from The Phantom Menace. Shout out Jake Lloyd, Fort Collins' very own Jake Lloyd. It's working. Like, yeah. It was kind of working with Trey Lance, and it just, it was time to move on. They And guess who got Sam Darnold? Do you know what I was doing when the 49ers got Sam Darnold? I wasn't doing victory laps on Twitter, because that's dumb. <laughs> you know what I mean? I told you they wanted to pound my chest, uh, like Tarzan, right? I wasn't going to do that. I mean, I told you, I was the one that told you they wanted Sam Darnold. No, no, no. No, you know. I know. I, I, I know who I talk to, plural, people that I talk to, uh, with both teams, by the way, not just one team. And certainly not agents. Please, for the love of God, everyone stop listening to agent-fed information. Agents right now, look out your window. Be careful if you're driving. Okay, hands on the wheel, eyes on that road. Ten and two, baby. Ten and two. You know what an agent would say right now? 
the sun is shining and it's 90 degrees. Because agents lie. If it's good for their client, they're going to lie. And I don't listen to it. I, I am friendly with agents, but I don't run with the, what they tell me because they'll tell me anything. So coaches, scouts, executives, these are the correct people to talk to. Agents will talk to anybody, anybody, if it's good for their client. Okay, so with Trey Lance, why weren't the Broncos in on this? And for me, I talked about it with Andrew Mason a week ago, Orange and Blue Today, 3.30 p.m., digital channels, denversports.com. And I said, I don't want to confuse the room. I didn't think it would be a fourth-round pick. <laughs> like, confuse away if it's a fourth-round pick. And, by the way, it still necessarily wouldn't be confusing. But Sean Payton, is, a, is he's a wizard. Now, he can only do so much with Jared Stidham. And he can only do so much with Ben DiNucci. And I don't mind Ben DiNucci. You know, he's a little he's a slanger, a little wild, right? He's a slanger. He's slanging it. He's out there, wild, off-platform, crazy. Um, and I dig that about him, man. But, you know, we're not looking at DiNucci as any sort of future developmental. They got somebody. And um, I know DMAC brought up Chad Kelly. Chad Kelly could play in the NFL. And I'm very close to several Canadian teams, pretty much all of them, basically, um, and as I told you on Tuesday when I'm on top of uh, the, uh, the Manitou incline and my phone's buzzing, it's can- Canadian GMs, it's NFL executives, like it's just, it's everybody. And because uh, I had my phone off on that damn near two-hour two hike, <laughs> I was determined to get to step number 2768. But anyway, point is this, what's my point? Chad Kelly could play in this league either way. You look at what Trey Lance has done. You haven't seen anything. Dude hasn't been healthy. And I am all for taking a chance. Now, when I told Mace, because Mace was like, do what's best for the Broncos. And I like that, man. I I dig that. I'm usually down with that mentality. I am so hell-bent on Russell Wilson this year. I don't care. And this is going to sound mean. It's not mean. I don't care about Jarrett Stidham. I don't care about Ben DiNucci. Why? Because I don't see a future there. I see nice players, good guys, especially Ben. I really like Ben DiNucci. And it's not that Jared Stidham's, an, you know, a jerk or whatever, but, like, Jared Stidham, he's, he's, he's average. Um, he'll always be that. And he's had time to show otherwise. And the team that he fit best with and the coach they fit be- best with decided not to keep him around. So Sean Payton could be all excited to get Jared Stidham, but at the end of the day, he just got an overpriced backup. Ben DiNucci could do the same thing Jared Stidham could do, maybe even better. Not much better, but maybe even better. A little bit, a little more wild, right? Stidham's more robotic, like, I'm going to make sure I go here. And when Stidham releases the ball, the prettiest pass of the day on Thursday was Jared Stidham to Michael Bandy down the left sideline. Beautiful, uh, basically cover two beater. Yes, rainbow ball, but it was great touch, fantastic touch. And Jared Stidham, there's the frustrating thing about Jared Stidham. He'll have one out of ten of those throws. So he'll make that one throw, and you'll be like, holy crap, why can't you do that? It'd be like Martin Lawrence. Can you do what you did earlier, please? Like, yeah, come on, Jared Stidham. So he'll make this wonderful throw, and then the next five throws are like off the mark, total area code accuracy. I have no idea. Say it, don't spray it, baby. Even Jameis Winston thinks his accuracy is off. But either way... With Trey Lance, there's an opportunity he could have been more. 
and this team is in a situation, I am not cracking into the 2024 NFL draft. I usually don't until December. However, and as my man Reggie McDaniel has always said, there's always a however in life. I have talked to some people that have broken in, uh, scouts, because scouts are doing that right now. So as I'm on top of a mountain on Tuesday, and I'm talking to people, I'm getting texts, phones buzzing, off the hook, you know, kind of annoying. I'm like trying to get down. I don't want to slip. You seen the man two man incline, KJ? That's it. You go down that thing. You know, you don't want to slip, baby. I've definitely seen it. You okay. right about that? Yeah, yeah. You know, one wrong step and you're dead. Okay. I feel like Dash from The Incredibles. We're dead. Yeah. So you know, phone was a little annoying. But either way, as I'm talking to people that are that are have already been digging, they dig in as, as soon as they're dropped. As soon as like me, scouts start digging in. This is an incredible tackle class. Okay. And again, this is this is. Um, I guess secondhand information. This is from NFL scouts, though. This is an outstanding tackle class. Stacked tackle class. There's two great quarterbacks. I've seen some mocks with six QBs. That's not going to happen, okay, baby? Come on. Come on. Two rules in life. Don't be dumb. Don't be in a cult. Six quarterbacks in the first round, that's dumb. You got two great ones. You got two surefire, can't miss, get them, got to have them, get these guys on your team. There's two. Okay, and I'll jump in the rest later. That's December, but I got to get to regular season. But either way, you're staring at a tackle class that is incredible. Garrett Bowles is not playing good football. You could move on from him and draft your tackle of the future to go with Mike McGlinchey, who you've already paid. But you can only do that if you figured out the quarterback situation so you're not desperate. Trey Lance could help you from being desperate. Sticking with Jared Stidham doesn't solve anything. Not a damn thing. Like, um, name any backup, anybody, Josh Dobbs, who just went to Arizona. Josh Dobbs is as good as, if not better, than Jared Stidham. And that's nothing against the egghead quarterback from Tennessee. And he is an actual rocket scientist. He is an aerospace engineer. And I talked to Josh Dobbs at the Senior Bowl years ago coming out of Tennessee. Uh, So, you know, incredible, incredible mind, brilliant, you know, a zillion times smarter than I am which isn't difficult, but either way, like, I look at it and I go, what are you doing? What are you doing, Hans? What are you doing, George? Is this another mistake from George Payton? You know what? I think it is. Because a fourth rounder, if they wanted a, you know, a first or a second, hey, Trey Lance, and he was number three, but we'll take a pick in the 20s or we'll take, you know, pick 35 or something like that, then I'm saying no, baby. Come on. Come on. Don't be, don't be ridiculous. Don't be ridiculous. Like, come on. A fourth rounder? George Payton, what are you doing, man? Like, what are you doing? I know Sean Payton wanted Jared Stidham, but we've all seen him. Have you not seen enough of Jared Stidham to know you don't have anything else? You have a nice backup. Jared Stidham is an okay backup. You can win six games with Jared Stidham. If he was the starter for the whole season, you can win about six games. But I'll tell you this, baby. Once that film's out, he's going to get figured out. Why? Last year, oh, did you see what he did against the 49ers? Did you see what he did the next week when the film was on him? He was smoked. Light it up and smoke it. That's what happened to Jared Stidham. What are you talking about, man? We have to be logical. We have to be reasonable. We have to be fair. We have to be kind. Show grace. But at the end of the day, I can already tell you, you don't have a future with Jared Stidham. You might have had a future with Trey Lance. 
And I'm not saying that, you know, and, and it's a mistake the 49ers get rid of him. I, I know the ins and outs behind the scenes. I respect so much. KJ, get the dumb button ready. I'm seriously, uh, I mean, I could just cuss up a storm here. Listen, I flip and love John Lynch, okay? I flip and love Kyle Shanahan, love Mike Shanahan. I love everything that they do in San Francisco. Um, that is a team that's got it figured out, man. And I, I appreciate that. So I'm not saying that, you know, the 49ers, what it like, it was just, it was time to move on. It was best for both sides to move on. That's when you swoop in, baby. Listen, I am an investor, not on the level of Orlando Franklin. <laughs> I remember talking to Orlando. I was like, yeah, I got this, uh, you know, pair of Jordans worth about uh, 300. Orlando's wearing shoes that are worth like 25 grand. Anyway, but as an investor, you know, the best time to buy is is when the market's down. It's a buyer's market. I collect comic books. You know what I'm doing right now? Buying collections. Just bought one last week in Colorado Springs. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm buying comic book collections. Why? Well, it's a buyer's market because the market's down. And the economy's in the tank and the crapper. Again, KJ, dump button. Like, yeah, people need money. And it's a buyer's market. The 49ers, we're just going to get out on Trey Lance. You should have been in on Trey Lance. What are you doing? This is not how you run a football team, man. Hey, hey, we got the, you know, but we already paid Jared Stidham, and I don't. Sean Payton is good enough to know when he's made a mistake. Okay? And I'm not sitting here on August, whatever the hell date is, to say, like, Jared Stidham is a mistake. But... I'm sure if you had a private moment with Sean Payton, he would tell you he's been maybe not as happy with Jarrett Stidham as he was initially thinking, right? You think about that game against the 49ers, and can you tap into that? Can you get more of that? And could Jarrett Stidham be that next Brock Purdy? No. No, the answer's already no. And I'm not saying Trey Lance would be either, but I want to take a chance on that pocket passing ability. He's not a robot. Like, he's naturally... His footwork is better. His eyes are better. I don't know about the arm fatigue, okay? I do know 1,000%, despite the denied reports, despite people saying, oh, it didn't happen. No, it happened. I know for a fact that Trey Lance had arm fatigue as a rookie. That's not good, by the way. When it's just practice. He's experiencing arm fatigue during the week of practice. So... I'm not saying that, you know, Trey Lance would have been this amazing stud playmaker for the Broncos, but you take the chance. I'm not saying double zero is going to hit, but you put the chip down. Always a black down for the red. Like, come on, man. What are you doing? George Payton, what are you doing? Jared Stidham is, there's no future there. Future holding a clipboard. Hopefully, Russell Wilson stays healthy because if he doesn't, you're just done. And maybe that's part of the plan because if you're done, then you can get in a better position to maybe get Drake May, maybe, because you ain't getting Caleb Williams unless you trade everybody, and I mean everybody. To get Caleb Williams, as fun as that would be, it would be incredibly painful because you'd trade away Pat Sertan and you'd trade away Justin Simmons. Like, do we really want to go there? Are you really that desperate? Well, when you're not sure if you have the guy for the long term, what you do is you keep collecting. Collect them all. 
like them damn Slurpee cups, Randy Gradshaw on them. I got one in my garage right now. You collect them all, baby. Well, what? Quarterback, first round available? Collect them all. Hey, Nikhil Harry was just dumped by the Vikings after three weeks. That's a former first rounder. Collect them all. Come on. You're not good enough. This depth is not good enough. It's easy. A fourth rounder? And I didn't even want Trey Lance a week ago. I was like, nah, because I didn't think it would be a fourth rounder. Damn, Jerry Jones just got away with highway robbery. And it's Jerry Jones. I can't say anymore. I don't like your attitude. <laughs> I don't like the smell of your bus, Jerry. Settle down just a little bit. When I walked by Jerry Jones' bus, I went on the way to Prime 47, right? My man, uh, Howie Roseman there. I love Howie. I mean, I mean, there's nobody better than Howie Roseman. Why can't George Payton be Howie Roseman? Like, seriously. I, I wish. I wish. Broncos would be in a much better position. Anyway, point is this. What's my point? I'm walking to Prime 47, right? Cold pops. Be a piano at the bar, right? My Packers guys are there. My Jaguars are there. They had a little too much to drink. But anyway, um, I walk by Jerry's bus because he doesn't, you know, he drives to Indianapolis for the combine. And to quote Half-Baked, either someone needs to do their shirt laundry or someone having a party. So, hey, hey, Jerry, you know them little pine tree air fresheners? Might want to grab a couple. Get your damn act together. <laughs> it's, for my gla- it's good for my glaucoma, too. Anyway, Denver Sports tonight. I am Cecil Lammy, and I'm ticked off. <sighs> I'll get over it. I'll be all right. Hey, Albert O will be all right, all right, too. Why? I'll tell you next. Just shut up and let me answer. It's Denver Sports Tonight on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Cecil Lammy sitting in tonight. Denver Sports Tonight. I want you to go to denversports.com. It's my home. It's your home for all things Denver sports. Uh, plenty of things for you. First off, coffee break with Rachel V. Hill. Rachel doing an amazing, stupendous job on a digital show that you've got to check out, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, X, Twitter, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> oh, the faux outrage. I'm so mad at Elon. Oh, shut up. Where's the sa- Sandy? And Sandy does it much better than me. Shut up. I'm so mad at Elon because he's a big meanie. He owns a company and does what he wants to do with it. I'm so mad. It's so dumb. <laughs> don't be dumb. Don't be in a cult. But anyway, <laughs> what a ringing endorsement. <laughs> Go to DenverSports.com. Shut up! Thank you. <laughs> Have that one handy anytime on on. Always good hearing. Sandy. Um, DenverSports.com. Sign up for that Denver Sports Daily. Hot and fresh. Top Denver Sports news. We're talking Avs. We're talking Nuggets. Rockies. Buffaloes. Of course, the Denver Broncos, all right to you, denversports.com. That free daily newsletter is the Denver Sports Daily. And uh, you can check out what I write there, Mahai Monday, a bunch of stuff in season that I'll be writing, Orange and Blue Today, Andrew Mason and myself, um, with the Thinking Man's Football Show. And uh, Mason and I have talked about that. We're like, you know, because we believe that there's, especially in this fan base, listen, I've talked to a bunch of Broncos fans. And yes, there are some that maybe are, you know need a little book learning, but these Broncos fans, they can sniff out when you don't know what you're talking about, okay? So I believe the football fans, there's that audience, that great audience for 
the Smart People's Football Show. And that's what we bring to you on Orange and Blue today. So check that out, please, every day, 3.30 p.m., Monday through Friday, denversports.com, and all of our digital channels. I appreciate that, and thank you very much. I'm going to get to whether or not George Payton knows how to analyze quarterbacks. This Trey Lance thing's got me a little, a little perturbed. That's in a little bit. What makes me happy is the development of Alberto Kuebenam. On August 1st, or whenever training camp began, when did it begin? I don't know what day it is. What's wrong with me? Um, whenever training camp began. July 28th. July 28th. Thank you, KJ. I was like, Alberto's not making this team. Like, come on. What are we talking about? And then when Nate Atkins is making plays, my man Andrew Mason, him and I told you about that three weeks ago. Hey, watch out for this Nate Atkins kid. He can make plays. And he's making plays. Chris Manhurt's a little banged up, but, you know, he's an extra tackle out there. Adam Troutman is their starter. No faux outrage there because we've watched practice. Greg Dulcich is a fine receiver, but he is not doing what Albert O is doing. If you just take the last 10 days, and I know we cannot do that, and we will not do that in terms of looking at these prospects. But imagine how the coaching staff is looking at it. They want to see progress. Greg Dulcich is still about the same. Really good receiver. Dangerous receiver. Can't block. He's a little bit better. I will admit I've seen Dulcich have one or two nice blocks. I've seen Albert O crush fools. I've seen Albert O who's larger and more physical than Greg Dulcich. And Greg Dulcich has done a good job on his lower body. I, I told you when the Broncos cleaned out their lockers last year and somebody standing next to me, we're all talking to Justin Simmons because Justin Simmons is amazing, spectacular, he's the best ever. But anyway, like, I, I just out of the corner of my eye, I saw this long-haired person standing next to me, really like slight body, like slender body. And I was like, who's that reporter? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just from the back. You know, like, hey, who's who's this hippie reporter? Now I'm growing my hair out. But anyway, it's not as beautiful as Greg Dulcich's. But either way, he's done a good job on hammies. Hammies look better. Bubble looks better. Like, he's got more strength in his lower body. This is a good thing. This is a good thing for Greg Dulcich. So I'm going to tell you, as a blocker, there's been small progress. Very, very, very small progress. But there's some progress. I, when I say he can't block, that's not totally accurate. He's a little better. But Alberto Kuebenam knocked Marcus Haynes on his ass more than once. And I like Marcus. Marcus has been doing a good job. Put him on a practice squad. Keep uh, Develop him. Get him out there. Rush the passer. This, this Haynes kid, he can play. Okay? So it's not like Alberto's knocking around some slappy, can't play. What are the Broncos doing? No, no, no. They got something here with Marcus Haynes. Developmental pass rusher, undrafted kid, get to know the name, number 52 on the field, number one in your hearts. But either way, here's the point. Albert O, in the game, special teams, crushing fools. Albert O, in the game, as a blocker, crushing fools. I'm not going to call Marcus Haynes a fool because I like his game. But in practice, Albert O, Kuebenham, you know what he's doing as a blocker? Crushing fools. Dudes, <laughs> I change it. You with another team, you're a fool. Get out of here without the 49ers nonsense. Um, you're with the Broncos. You're just you're dude. Ultimate dudes, right? I am so happy for an Albert Okwebenam. I don't even know if he's still going to make the team. Saturday is huge for him, 
everyone out there, if you want Albert, because here's what's going to happen. Here's what, I've seen the future. This is gonna, here's totally what's going to happen. If the Broncos don't keep out of Okuwebunam, Steve Levy, please pronounce his name right, Albert Okuwebunam, the Seahawks will pick him up, pick him up. And by the way, I talk to every team in the league except for New England. New England's a little, they're a little cold. <laughs> hey, those guys in Boston aren't real nice. Hey, shocker. I will leave that other part of the conversation alone about dudes from Boston. But either way, I talk to every team in the league. I know that there's interest in Alberto Kuebenam. There are teams waiting to pounce on Alberto Kuebenam. And one of those, I'm just guessing, is Seattle. He'll go to Seattle. He might make more plays than Noah Fan. Noah Fan hasn't taken the steps that Alberto has. And that's what makes me happy, man, because it's glory to the players, glory to the game. All right? I got a big mouth. I got strong opinions. I'm going to watch a bunch of football. I'm going to, you know, yell and scream or whatever. And I apologize for yelling. I know, you know, I should be a little more reserved. This is my sixth hour of radio today. Everybody, give me, give me some grace. Give me a break and a nap. But either way, I'm so happy because... When I go on July 28th, I'm like, Alberto's not making this team. You're crazy. Get out of here. Nonsense. Get out of here. Alberto is totally proving me wrong, and I dig that, man. I love that. That's what guys are supposed to do. When I hit on a player, and name the player, it doesn't matter. When I hit on a player, I don't go, I don't do victory laps. When Tariq Wollin's the best corner in the league, I don't do victory laps. I go, yeah, it's a 4-2-6-4 guy. Yeah. He's going to make plays, everybody. When Albert O does this, I go, damn, dude. He changed the narrative. He changed the game. He changed his game. He got better. He did what he needed to do. And that's something we all should applaud. How many guys sit around and, oh, God, I could get real personal with this real fast. How many people sit around and blame everybody else but themselves? You know people. I know people. I could name names. I know people in the media like this. I know people in my personal life like this. How many people sit around lazy, oh, KJ, dump button, lazy, blankety, blank, 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 and just say, oh, it's my boss's fault, it's my dad's fault, oh, it's my, my uh, wife's fault, it's my ex-wife's fault, like all this uh, excuses, it's nonsense. It's you. It's always you. Albert O was failing because he wasn't getting it done. Now... Albert O is getting it done, and I love that for him. My opinion is going to be, this is what's happening on the field. This is what I know about football. This is what's happening on the field. Albert O deserves a spot on this team. He's made more plays than Greg Dulcich over the last 10 days. Collectively, I think Dulcich has been better. If you take in everything the entire offseason, and I've been at every practice except one. I was in Vegas. Humble brag. Sick brag, bro. Okay. Didn't miss a thing. I've seen everything. In the locker room. Talking to players. Talking to coaches. Right? I think collectively Greg Dulcich has been better than Albert O if you take everything from May till now. But if you take the last 10 days, who's trending? What's trending on Denver sports? It's Albert Okwebenom. And I love it. I love it, man. That's what this game's about. 
This game is too hard. This game is too difficult. All these guys, even the guys that are slappies, they can play. The line between success and failure is up to you. And Albert O isn't making excuses anymore. Oh, the coaches, what had happened was is they were too mean to me. That's an excuse. What had happened was is these coaches don't let this coach doesn't like me. That's an excuse. That's weak. Albert O is being strong and he's succeeding. And damn it, I think the Broncos should make a spot for him. Because I want to see what's next. Albert O has made this change. I want to see what else he can do. Because that size and that athleticism and that speed, and now he's like crushing fools. Oh, my God. It's exactly what you wanted him to be. Anyway, can George Payton scout quarterbacks? I am I'm, I'm curious about that. I'll explain next. I don't mean to belabor the point. But can George Payton scout quarterbacks, please? Now, I want to preface this because I can tell people are getting offended right now. Uh, George Payton has an incredible reputation in the scouting community. It's, uh, it might not be higher as a scout, as an identifier of talent. And that is a tough job. It is largely a thankless job. You've got slappies like me on the radio saying, can he scout quarterbacks? Like, yeah. I'm asking the fair question that others won't ask because, hey, everybody, everything's okay. Nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear everything sucks, and nobody wants to hear everything's okay. You want to listen, and this goes back to the fan base thing. You're not going to fool these fans. You might fool them a little bit, buy my salad, whatever, like, Okay, there might be, you might fool some, but the majority of these fans are going to sniff through what you're talking about. If you say everything's okay and everything's not okay, they're already going to know. They know it's not okay. They know they got, they got work. Sean Payton has a bunch of work to do. So, again, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say everything's okay. I'm not going to sit here and say everything sucks because that's wrong as well. There's some really good things with this team. There's a really good direction from Sean Payton. If there's one man you could believe in, it is Sean Payton. Can you have the same belief in George Payton? The Justin Fields thing is more than just a DMAC talking point, okay? And D's the leader of this charge. He's at front. He's on top of it. And he's doing it because, you know, you got to find your guy. you got to get your quarterback, all these things. And I say this while also acknowledging at the same time, Pat Sertan is the best cornerback in the league. Deion Sanders has Tariq Woolen number one and Pat Sertan number two. I don't know if I'd have Woolen number two. I'd have him near the top five, though. (laughs) He's better than Delarian Turner-Yell, the guy picked right before him. That was a George Payton mistake. But I'm not talking about cornerbacks. I'm talking about quarterbacks. And from what I'm told about Justin Fields behind the scenes is that he's getting it. If Justin Fields gets it, forget it. Forget it. If Justin Fields takes off as a passer, it's over. You have created an unstoppable machine. And I'm going to say this, and it's startled some in the biz, as we say. Justin Fields is... Josh Allen's body with Michael Vick's athleticism. 
if there's truly anyone who deserves the King Julian freak, it's Justin Fields. And I know before the draft, and I was it somebody unnamed person got mad at me because I said Dan Arlovsky was a fool for running with that story about Justin Fields using his epilepsy to get out of practice. And Orlovsky, to his credit, did apologize the next day, but also not to his credit. That is one of the most ridiculous things to say about a young quarterback, and especially with the way and what a young African-American quarterback has to go through. To be like, oh, he's lazy. It's basically what Dan Orlovsky was saying. Because there were, there were those rumors. Now, here's what I did. You know what I heard when I heard that? KJ, please help me. <laughs> When I heard that bull crap, bull pucky, horse pucky, you know what I did when I heard that? I picked up the phone. I called Ohio State players. I called Ohio State coaches. I learned about Justin Fields. None of that was true. None of it was true. I don't think the Broncos were listening to those Dan Orlovsky spread rumors. And again, Orlovsky apologized the next day, but you got to realize what you're talking about, man. That's a, and I know everyone pumps him up and he's wearing a sweater and a sweater jacket and a hoodie. Like, no, 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 man. No, you cannot say that. You cannot say that. One, it's not true. And two, you got to know what you're talking about, dude. Like, you have to be aware. Not making a move for Trey Lance for a fourth rounder. Not drafting Justin Fields when he's right there. Getting Russell Wilson and paying Russell Wilson when there was no pressure from Russell Wilson's people do pay him. George, this team needs you to be better. Incredible reputation. Scouts love him. Can't say enough good things about him. But are you a good quarterback evaluator? This team needs you to be that. I believe in George Payton. I hope Sean Payton believes in George Payton. And I'm not sure. Well, that's a wrap for tonight. On that happy note, <laughs> everybody out there, that's a wrap for tonight's program. Drive safe on those roads. It's all slick. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Say look out like I just missed. Say thank you, KJ. I'm Cecil Amy. Here's another lookout coming, so we can say it now. How about you do this? And then stay frosty. Rest for the morning. You can hide in the sun till you see the light.